Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. This is the number one daily radio show for realtors looking for a no BS, authentic, real-time coaching experience. What's really working in today's market, how to generate more leads, make more money, and have more time for what you love in your life. And now your hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Welcome back. This is day two to Realtor Mindset Mastery Secrets to Unstoppable Success. Julie, point number five. Point number five, the most successful agents and brokers are very proactive in their lead generation, having more conversations with more prospects. They are not reliant on lucking into repeat or referral business, and they're not addicted to buying leads. They're working with multiple sources of business at once, concentrating on the most likely to list. They know that leading with listings will also produce buyers. And I had a note on the side here that says they also, you know, do what they don't want to do when they don't want to do it at the highest level. And they do that all the time because they see the results. It's a good time for us to remind all of you. We always have to remind ourselves, especially this time of year, we get a lot of first uh, folks that are just discovering the podcast for the first time. Julie and I are huge advocates of proactive lead generation and passive lead generation. Proactive lead generation is you talking directly to a potential, ideally seller or buyer about obviously listing their home or, you know, obviously helping them buy a home, right? That's proactive. An example of proactive lead generation would be, Julie, examples would be? Proactive lead generation would be the obvious, people with their hands in the air, for sale by owners, expired listings, you know, they're willing to list, probate, the house is going to get sold, divorce attorneys, you know, that's the short list. Relocation. People new, have new, to move. Right. New, well, relocation, uh, a lot of times that's kind of a referral fee. New construction, getting the listings from uh, potential listing leads from the new build reps. New construction builders who are listing their spec homes. All kinds of sources. In Premier Coaching, mm-hmm. we teach you dozens of ways to proactively lead generate. And I want you to see the recurring theme. None of these require a referral fee. So a referral fee, and oftentimes you guys have normalized the idea that it's okay to pay 40% off the top of every one of your commissions uh, for the sake of buying that referral. If you want to buy referrals, if you want to buy leads, that's fine. But just realize that you don't have to if you've learned how to be a proactive lead generator. And the flip side of the coin is passive lead generation. So passive lead generation is everything else. All the things that people love to talk about, especially on YouTube and whatnot. It's the marketing, it's the branding, it's the videos, it's the TikToking, it's the postcard mailing, it's the branding, it's the advertising, it's the all of that, the drip campaigns. That's all passive lead generation. And I'm here to tell you two things. Number one, if you really want your passive lead generation to be frankly on fire and work incredibly well, do the proactive lead generation. And if you want your proactive lead generation to really go to the next level, do the passive lead generation. One will reinforce the other. But if you only want to have uh, do one of the two, If you want to get the most results and make the most amount of money net profit to you, it's definitely and always will be, always has been proactive lead generation. The other stuff takes a long time, takes a lot of tweaking, takes a lot of learning, takes a lot of funnel building, takes a lot of all the rest of it. Um, And it's ultimately going to be something that none of you have really the luxury of, you know, a deep wallet or the time to make all that stuff work. So you're going to want to focus on the the proactive lead generation. And if you choose to do the passive lead generation, go for it. But if all you're doing is the passive lead generation, do you notice how it's becoming harder to generate decent leads? Do you notice how all the things that maybe have worked two or three years ago aren't working the same? 
I want to give you guys permission to do something. There's an old saying that when the going gets tough, the smart leave. And I know that is the exact opposite of what you've been told, but I want you to think about how that applies to you. You were doing something two or three years ago as far as passive lead generation. Could have been a postcard campaign. Could have been some internet digital marketing. Could have been a lot of different things. And now it's not working. If it's not working and it worked before, be grateful that it worked before. Now it's time to change to do something that's working today because all of that stuff changes incredibly rapidly. Most of the best ideas have a shelf life of less than 12 months when it comes to the passive lead generation, right? The biggest whiz bang Facebook ideas or this, that, and the other surveys and all of it, that stuff is oversaturated within six months, sometimes a year, depending. In real estate, because a lot of agents are really aggressive, it might only be 90 days. And then everyone's doing it, it doesn't work anymore. But the one thing that never ages out is going to be proactive lead generation. Hopefully that's clear to all of you. Well, that is a mindset point. It might not sound like it, right? Because we're talking about lead generation. That's just basic business. But Julie, you touched on something. So really a lot of times people's mindset is adversely affected because they have fear and the fear comes from the lack of control because they wake up every single day and they don't feel like they can actually have a controllable result because they're doing all passive lead generation. Then they turn on the news and then they listen to some garbage here and read some garbage there. And next thing you know, the world's coming to an end and they believe America's and it's, you know, found it's ending days and we're all going to be living in glass huts. You're going to wash, rinse, repeat. That's how most yeah. people are living their lives right now on both sides of the political aisle. You need to choose to uh, you know, remove yourself from that pattern of behavior uh, urgently so that you don't start making that grim you know, view, that dystopian view of the future, your future. Otherwise, that's exactly what's going to happen. 100% chance you're going to manifest all of the things that you're ingesting in your mind. That's going to be your future. Break free of that. And when you know you can proactively lead generate, you know every single day you can wake up and you can generate a kick-ass listing lead. Are you telling me that's not going to make you feel fantastic every single day? And the best way to feel great in real estate, yes, it's a closing, but it's a new listing. If you have the worst day ever, if your kid kicks your dog and your dog pees on your leg, okay, worst day ever. I 100% guarantee you taking a great listing is going to make you feel fantastic. Like all the other things didn't matter. That is the absolute 100% uh, most addictive thing that I've ever come across. The only thing I really miss about real estate is taking listings. It is the number one mindset point that if you don't need all of the other points, <laughs> the answer to anything that you're worried about in real estate is what you just said, take a new listing. But isn't that funny? I mean, you could have the crappiest month, right? <laughs> but you went and took like, Two or three great listings. You don't. You forgotten about all the bad stuff. Well, especially in today's market, where it's probably sold by the time you put in the MLS. Yes, I mean all. The, and that's what happens then is you that starts forming new neural pathways and behavioral you know patterns where you're going to want more of that feeling of the you know, the good feeling from having taken listings, and then you're going to start becoming a better listing agent. Then you're going to start taking more listings, and then you're going to become the best version of yourself as a real estate practitioner. Or you can stay on the path that many people are on, which are just digging the hole deeper and deeper. Very good tee up for the next point. So if you don't take those corrective measures that Tim just outlined, then number six can happen and you have to get control. So the most successful agents are aware when they start to feel out of control and they are aware that when that happens that they subconsciously look for things to control. This sometimes manifests in things like overeating, substance abuse, wrecking relationships, because that can give you a feeling of control, but it's destructive. Powerful agents and people are introspective before they make those mistakes. And that's something that you have to really learn and really work on 
to catch yourself. They recognize their own early warning signs as the trigger to the bad behavior, and they take a step back before causing more drama to themselves, their prospects, their clients, their family. And you can always refer to our podcast called Early Warning Signs that talks about this. Julie, there's zero chance we're not going to talk about that now. So an early warning sign, everyone has them. Yeah. Uh, and Julie, let's share with them our early warning signs. Sure. By, the, by the way, the notes for today's podcast are down below, as they all are, always are in every podcast, down below, meaning that they're in the show description. So depending on what platform you're on, YouTube, Spotify, Stitcher, whatever, just or iTunes, just click the more, or sh- click show description. You'll see all the notes from today's show. And while you're there, make sure you join Premier Coaching. You hear us talk about this, rant and rave about it every single day. It's because we get so much wonderful feedback from all the folks that are joining with us, partnering with us, or on the movement towards and a bigger, brighter future because they're part of Premier Coaching. Scroll down below, click click the link to join Premier Coaching for free or just go to premiercoaching.com. All right, so let's talk about early warning signs. Mm-hmm. Julie and I originally created this concept uh, because we are seeing more and more of our coaching clients and this is as we were getting better and better at coaching. So Julie and I have been coaching pretty much full-time for 20 years and we've had well over 100,000 uh, paid coaching calls each. It's probably more like double than that. We stopped counting, what do you think, seven years ago? Yeah. Okay. And that's just Julie and I. That's not including our staff coaches. That's not including our other coaches. That's just Julie and I. So what we started noticing in our coaching clients, especially the ones with, that were with us for a while, we started, uh, you know, we take notes every coaching call, right? And we could start flipping back to a couple months and we started seeing behavioral patterns. We started seeing booms and busts, booms and busts. They were all predicated on a set of behaviors that was either positive or it was negative. So the boom would follow, obviously, good behaviors. The bust uh, would follow, obviously, bad behaviors. So we thought, well, this is a good idea. Why don't we write down what we see those bad behaviors being for that individual coaching client? And I'll give you Julie and I. So I'll, I'm going to hit the easy ones. Ready? Okay, sure. Okay. Number one is if you and I don't work out every day, that's an early warning sign. If mm-hmm. we start slacking on that, and uh, even though we don't like doing it, right. uh, we will 100%. It, it has a psychological – it's ill-advised for us psychologically and certainly physically. I, I would agree because we're so habitual about it, not doing it has an even stronger effect. Right. Um, uh, physiologically. Right. That if you and if you miss two days, then you're really in well, trouble. Mentally too. All right. Your yeah. part what's an early warning um, sign? Not enough sleep. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, not enough sleep. I mean, if we have yes, that and that accumulates too. Yes. And that can come in different, you know, maybe you're just off a weird sleep cycle. It can come from traveling and time zones being messed up. It could come from, you know, eating something you shouldn't have before you go to bed. Whatever it is, I would say lack of sleep is a major factor. And I would do another one which is not eating right. And the combination of those things, your workout not being quite right, your sleep not being quite right, and maybe not eating exactly the way you should, these things all also interact. And I also read an article saying that sometimes you might just be flat out dehydrated and you just think that you're exhausted, but you're not drinking enough water. All right. So I'll give you another one. And this is our personal ones, but we're kind of giving you guys some ideas. These are the behaviors that we start exhibiting. And Julie and I have written these down. She's got some that are personal that I won't ask her to repeat. Uh, but yes, and so do I. But there, we, you know, these are the behaviors that we look for. And if we start doing any of these behaviors, we urgently and immediately go to stop doing that behavior. Yes. We don't wait for it to sort of, you know, manifest. You don't have to and, analyze it. You just do it or stop doing it. Another early warning sign for both of us is if we have a second glass of wine during the week. <laughs> yeah. We have one glass of wine and then we're done. Uh, another early warning sign is if we don't write every single day 
a podcast outline and if we don't record a podcast every single day. Now, sometimes we'll record the podcast ahead of time if we know we're traveling, but if we don't have in the bag, in the can, as the kids say, ready to go at least two or three days in advance, maybe four days in advance podcast outlines, that's something that's going to be not mm-hmm. beneficial to us. That's that's the start of an early warning sign that's going to lead to negative momentum. And I say in my personal uh, EXP world, mm-hmm. if I don't communicate with the people in our EXP Realty Group, we've got 3,500 or so agents in our EXP Realty Group. If I'm not communicating directly with them, usually by text, giving them something of encouragement, sending them an article, sure. uh, showing gratitude towards them every single day, that's an early warning sign because mm-hmm. they're going to stop. They're, you're, maybe they're going to lose interest. Maybe they're going to feel rejected. Maybe who knows what? Who knows? And I'll make it. I'm going to pick another one because mm-hmm. I'm going to roll. Okay. If we don't overtly, and I know you and I do this, we're teaching Zoe to do it. Mm-hmm. If we don't overtly show appreciation with hugs and kisses every single day, especially in the morning, you know, as, you know throughout the day, that has a uh, the doing it has a positive accumulation effect. It's almost impossible to fight with someone or have <laughs> disagreement, except if she's a grumpy ten year old. That happens anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with someone who you're showing gr- uh, overt gr- uh, gratuitous appreciation for. But if you stop doing it, maybe we're busy. Maybe there's something going on. Maybe Zoe's got the flu. Something else. Then you can actually feel the negative effect of that after three or four days, for sure. Hundred percent. Can you and, think of any others? Well, I mean, well, I, here's one right here. We we yeah. if we early warning signs oh, if we don't sure. make the bed every day. That's a big yeah, one. That's right. There's a great book called Make the Bed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think that I was thinking about coaching clients. Some of the early warning signs that we've seen from them. Uh, if they're an elite coaching client. Maybe I noticed that they have rescheduled a couple weeks in a row. Maybe well, the accountability is off there. But more specifically, if they're not making their number of contacts every sure. day, if they don't have the, their, uh, you know, whatever their magic number determines their number of active mm-hmm. listings to be, if they don't have the correct number of pendings. That's right. It's a very numbers-based thing, early warning signs. So really, hopefully we're helping you to realize that you have early warning signs too. You don't have to come up with a billion of them. Nope. But really think about like if you were in California, really anywhere with earthquakes, hey, guess what? Puerto Rico, there's an example. <laughs> There's, yeah. you know, seismographs everywhere. They're doing their calculations based on the Earth's movement to predict if there's a big earthquake coming, small earthquake, no earthquake. And obviously, the more little tiny gyrations in the Earth's surface and those little seismographs picking up on all that movement, they know their frequency and the intensity is going to tell you essentially what the size of the earthquake is actually going to be. Now, if you uh, are not your list of early warning signs, that is in essence your self-proclaimed seismograph because if you're not doing if you're doing exhibiting any of those behaviors on your list those are going to be the things that are going to be the early warning sign that you're maybe setting yourself up for a big failure or a big success too it goes both ways so write down the things that you know lead to um you know a positive or negative uh, you know like are you drinking more than one glass of wine a day did i write the question down early warning signs did i work out today Did I show gratuitous appreciation every day? Write these things down and monitor yourself for these things and don't allow yourself to slack on the things that you know are really critical for your continued momentum um, as you build yourself up as the best version of yourself as a real estate practitioner and human. That's right. What makes you tick at the end of the day in a good way? You know, we work with coaching clients on this when we ask a question saying, when was your absolute best day in real estate and why? And they'll go through the list that if you look at the opposite way, that's an early warning sign if they're not doing those things. So point number seven, again, back to mindset, the most successful agents are empathetic to the fact that other people don't have the mechanisms to adapt quickly to force changes happening in the economy or happening in their lives. 
They forgive easily and quickly because they understand that others are stressed. They offer a positive light backed by facts and thoughtful solutions rather than jumping in the mosh pit of negativity or drama. They are what we would call situationally aware. I just had this conversation with one of our coaching clients who was a bit stressed out dealing with some of their clients, their real estate clients that were kind of stress balls. And we talked about, hey, you know what? All of us are used to seeing houses, doing showings. We know about real estate. We've been through a bunch of transactions. The average person that they deal with, that might be the only the second or third time they've ever even moved in their lives. There's a couple of rules around that. I'll give you the obvious ones. You, hardly any of you are very good communicators when it comes to texting or emailing. So do pick up the phone. Yes. That's going to be more powerful. But another little hack that I figured out for myself a long time ago is really question anything you're about to say or do after about five o'clock. And, sure. it, and it's because at that at the end of the day, chances are you're kind of, you know, been burning it at both ends. You're worn out emotionally, physiologically. A bit shot. Yeah, exactly. So you're not working with your best software, let's say. So give yourself a break and respond in the morning. Another, like a nice way of doing that, by the way, is on your voicemail, if you're using voicemail and actually checking it, say, hey, this is Tim Harris. If you're leaving your, if you're uh, calling during normal working hours, please leave your name and number and I'll call you right back, usually within five minutes. If you're calling after normal working hours, please leave your name and number and I'll call you back first thing in the morning or when I have an opportunity, something along those lines. Mm -hmm. So you're setting up essentially, you know, rules with how you're choosing to be communicated with. But at the end of the day, Julie's point here is very, very fascinating. It's something that you have to keep in mind. If you find yourself uh, taking everything personally, the way people react to you, the rest of it, the best way for you to approach that is look at it objectively. Say to yourself, this person is probably reacting this way because they themselves obviously need to purge all forms of media. They themselves are probably in a negative emotional mm -hmm. mosh pit. And so I need to be sympathetic towards their and empathetic towards their plight and not become part of it. And unfortunately, in real estate, you often will find yourself absorbing the negative emotions, the stressful emotions of your buyer and seller clients. Mm -hmm. And so there's something Julie and I learned very uh, long time ago, but it's very powerful. Show emotion without being emotional. Show emotion without being emotional. So you can show emotional and you can be empathetic, but it does not mean you have to take on, it's like a doctor, right? It does not mean you have to take on their, you know, their emotions. You are not designed to be a sponge for everyone else's problems. So keep those things in mind. Yes. I have a coaching client that says, zip, zip, I'm in my protective suit and it protects me from everything all day. That's her mindset kind of a solution for herself so that she can be empathetic without being a sponge. Okay. So Next point, because the top producers are rooted in a mindset of service, they are genuinely excited and appreciative of the opportunities in the market. They're focused on the many people who genuinely need help and they are there to be of service. In other words, they take what the market has to give versus complaining about what's wrong with the market, interest rates, number of sales, lack of inventory, you know, lack of their own sales. I see this with coaching clients who do one of the previous points about knowing what's hot and what's not, like what is going on in your market that you can be part of. So an example of that I used the other day, coaching clients that, you know, in their own MLS has like six active listings. Well, okay, so why were there like 100 sales last month? It's because it's all in new construction. So they took what the market is willing to give. They are participating in new construction. They're learning that and they're going to embrace that. They're enthusiastic about it versus the other agents in their office that are saying there's nothing to sell. Let me focus on the first thing you said, mindset of service. There yes. was a coaching client I had many, many years ago. His first name was Jeff. 
And Jeff was a fantastic agent. He was great on his role plays, really good at, you know, absolutely 100% knew what to say and how to say it. But he was a terrible, uh, he was terrible at proactive lead generation. Just couldn't, he would do it, but he wouldn't get any results. And so I, I listened to him. Like when we'd role play and I was helping him be better at his scripts, he was sounded fantastic, had great tonality in his voice. He, you know, there was not a lot of ums and hums and there, you know, everything was really, really great. Like I would say an eight or a nine out of 10. But then I listened to him prospect. He recorded himself prospecting and he sounded like an absolute train wreck. And I, you know, confronted him about it. And I asked him, so right before you pick up the phone or when you're talking to that person, what exactly is going through your mind? And he said, I'm thinking about my scripts. I'm thinking, I'm thinking, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about all the stuff. And I go, no, you're not. I can hear in your voice. You're not thinking about that. Something else is going on in your mind. And then we went back and forth like this three times. And he professed that he's locked in. But you could hear it in his voice when I listened to that recording with him in that cellar. That he absolutely was in a different mindset place. All right. So I said, oh, here's what we're going to do, Jeff. We're going to pick up the phone right now. And we're going to call an expired. And, and, you know, I was serious, right? I said, we're going to do it right now. And I'm going to listen. And, and then I heard his voice as he didn't start dialing the phone, but his tonality changed. I said, Jeff, right now, what are you, what are you feeling right now? And then he paused and I, aha, coaching moment. And then he told me all the feelings he was feeling. He was about to go into this fearful place in his head that is, you know, called proactive lead generation. And he started telling me all the feelings he had. And the rest of our call was all about the negative shit that was floating around his head about picking up the phone. And it was all about, I'm going to get rejected. He's going to hurt my feelings or the seller's going to hurt my feelings. What if they ask me something I don't know the answer to? They're going to think of me as some sort of pushy used car salesman. They're going to say all this negative crap that I'm going to have to carry around for the rest of my life. Blah, blah, blah. Just on and on and on on all negative crap that all centered around on him, his ego, how he's going to feel, how it's going to make the effect it's going to have on him. So I had him write this down. I said, Jeff, here's the bottom line. And because he's a really good guy, amiable personality type, and he genuinely believes that he's supposed to be of service to other people. That's his highest and truest purpose on planet earth to be of service to other people. Great. So I want you to write that down. I'm here to be of service to you. He wrote that down. He took a picture of it. He put it in front of his computer where all of his phone numbers and names were appearing of who he's going to call next. And then he would tell it. That was his mantra. I'm here to be of service to you. And then he started, uh, after the call, he started calling again and he was recording his calls. And by his third call, I could hear the change in his voice. And by the fourth and fifth call, he was getting closer and closer to setting appointments. About two weeks later, every single coaching call he set up or that we had, and we had one uh, per week, he usually had set three or four listing appointments because he shifted his mindset away from himself and his ego, which he didn't even realize he was doing. It was fear-based ego thinking to being of service to other people. I'm of I'm of I'm here to be of service to you. Mr. Seller, I know in this thoughts were like this. I know you might be grumpy. I know you might be fearful. I'm here to be of service to you and I'm here to solve your problem. Your problem is is in the case of expired, you have not sold this listing and you have all kinds of, you know, fearful thoughts going around in your head and I'm here to help you. That is my job. Now, he would feel that. I'm sure sometimes he would say that, but that became his drive. That became his north star and out went all the egotistical feelings about feeling rejected what's going to happen this way, what's going to happen that way. And he became one of the best over the phone, um, you know, prospectors, proactively generators I'd ever coached. And he still is to this day. That is what being of service is all about. But you had to unlock that. You had to help him unlock that in his mind to make that shift. And once he got that and made it less about him and more about being of service and helping the person he was talking to, 
it's like he became a completely different agent. I remember you telling me about all that. And it's not just Jeff. He's just a really great example. We've had so many coaching clients that say once they get that, that that changes everything. But that's the rules for life in general. Mm -hmm. If you want people to like you and love you, be of service to them. If you're socially uh, awkward, you know, you and I were socially awkward. We're both introverts. You learn the Ford script, family, occupation, recreation, dreams. The fam the Ford script is not about you. It's about you asking questions and learning about the other person. When you move the focus away from yourself and you start focusing on the other person and all things in life, honestly, guys, everything shifts. Very well said. Point number nine, the most successful, know that knowledge equals confidence and ignorance equals fear. Thus, they are constantly increasing their skills, like Jeff that you just mentioned, so that they can increase their confidence. They're seeking out new ways to be able to help more people in a variety of circumstances. An example of this is knowing how to explain different types of mortgage loan programs that get interest rates down and make the payment more attractive. That way, you're not just wandering around going, well, I guess I'll get busy when rates go down again. Well, that's on the buyer side. The best script you can possibly have for any seller in the marketplace right now is knowing what the appreciation in the last, say, 90 days has been on yeah. their home. It's really inflation, guys, but call it appreciation. And everywhere you go, uh, and people are going to know you're a real estate agent, and you're always delivering the uh, winning ticket from Ed McMahon saying, congratulations, your house is now worth X percent more. People will seek you out in the most crowded of airports and rooms just so you can let it, just so you can shine light on the fact that how smart they were to buy that house. I mean, I'm trying to make you guys laugh, but at the end of the day, that's the advantage, that's the position that you're all in. If you're here to be of service and if you're willing to, you know, follow Julie's point about knowledge equals confidence and conf all right. Yeah, knowledge equals confidence and ignorance equals fear. If you want to become really good at one thing, become really good at knowing what's going on with market appreciation and people honestly will seek you out because who doesn't want to hear that they're richer than they were last month? You're their feel-good friend. Exactly. <laughs> okay, point number 10, the most successful agents use a variety of methods to find inventory that matches their buyer's wants and needs. They are not solely reliant on the MLS. How many times have we said that on the podcast? Instead, they are matchmakers knowing what each client wants and going out and actually finding it. And yes, we've done an entire podcast series on that point. And last but not least, number 11, they are involved in premier or elite coaching and they are actively getting overwhelming value from the daily semi-private coaching sessions because on those coaching sessions, they are surrounded by like-minded agents and brokers and coaches who are all going in the same direction, who all have positive mindsets and are there to support each other. Now, along those lines, Julie has agreed to open her schedule to three new coaching clients. And these are working, you're going to be working with Julie Harris. And it's been said many times that she's, you know, nation's number one real estate coach. So I will suggest those of you who are ready for the challenge of being coached by Julie Harris personally, it's, it's frankly, it's a process. You're going to have to uh, message me directly. You can do it through Instagram or you can just text me at 512-758-0206. Uh, and when you do, please, you know, let me know a little bit about yourself and your success and your background and all the rest of it. Julia is expensive, so you've got to understand that she's only looking for the 1% that are truly ready to take their businesses to the next level. For a vast majority of you, Premier Coaching is the next natural step, so just go to premiercoaching.com. But for the elite amongst you, do consider Elite Coaching with Julie Harris as your personal coaching, uh, as your personal coach, and you can text me at 512-758-0206, or you can just message me over on Instagram uh, and we'll certainly reply back. And the process is you let me know a little bit about yourself and your real estate background. 
Um, I'll ask you a few questions. I'll basically pre-qualify you. And if I think you're a good fit for Julie, then you're going to have a private call with her and you're going to interview her and she's going to interview you. And if you guys are a good match, then you've got your new coach. That's the way it's going to work. But for a vast majority of you, again, the next natural and logical step is for you to go to Premier Coaching and that's just premiercoaching.com or scroll down below and just click the link to join Premier Coaching. In the meantime... Hopefully you love this two day, past two days series. Julie and I did. Hopefully you guys can mm-hmm. tell that we did. We love doing mindset, uh, mindset stuff because, frankly, it makes us feel good. Yes. <laughs> you know, we're going to be doing more of this, too, uh, by popular request. Seems like there's so much of a haze that's out there. You and I are going to be the fog light that's going to help people to, you know, safely so. get home, right? Mm-hmm. So in the meantime, uh, please do continue to help us by giving us a five-star review over on iTunes. And um, yeah, your way of thanking us for this podcast is a five-star review over on iTunes and a comment why you like the podcast. It means the world to us. In the meantime, guys, thank you for keeping this number one listen to daily podcast for real estate professionals in at least the United States. Have a fantastic day. We'll talk with you on the show tomorrow. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.